We didn't even talk about Twilight Zone, Ross. What are you talking about? Yeah, what you... yeah. no, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, there's stuff, the things. Of course that's how you felt. That's what happened. We never did a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, God damn it. Perhaps that was when you took a left turn into the sunset area. <laughs> <laughs> Not the shuttle. Shuttle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Boina. Can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the world around us? Well, we take a look at the gruesome, the ghoulish, the grisly, and the gnarly, but always dabbling just a touch or maybe more in the macabre and those oohs and ahs and beautiful voices you hear chiming in to my left and right in this virtual world we live in now are my lovely co-occupants ross and sam will jump over to sam first on this one you can follow him at shuttle the sam on instagram and twitter and slasher so go ahead and find Uh him there yeah yeah right right we're jumping on that we're getting there we're getting there how you how you doing I am doing very well, thank you. I'm feeling good. Good. Uh, I'm feeling a little sing-songy, I guess. We've been listening to a lot of Disney songs around the house lately. Aye. That new Encanto film came out, and it's uh, it's great, and the music's good, but I've nice. been listening to it quite a bit. Non-stop. Just non-stop. <laughs> Apparently to the point where I feel like I need to sing when I talk. Uh, good, good, good. <laughs> Yes, you're welcome. So, wait a second. Are we doing the Buffy episode where we're just singing the entire pod? Oh, man, because I did not have my chamomile tea. Oh, you didn't prepare? You were not ready not. for this? Mm. No, I did not have mm. my onion tea. Oh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yes. yes. Nailed it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm always prepared for a little razzle-dazzle. So, what, do you, what have you been up to, Sam? Mm-hmm. Anything good going razzle-dazzle. on? Razzle-dazzle. Anything good going on? Uh, yeah. Just the huge. I had a fun conversation on Instagram with somebody who was trying to get me to join the Illuminati. That's they sent enough. me some long message, as you sometimes get from people that are trying to get you to join the Illuminati. Do you guys get those sometimes, or is it just me? No, I'm not got- cool enough for the Illuminati. I think they already know that I'm in an organized religion. Oh. Mm. Definitely not a cult. Oh, you're Poppy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. You're not in the Illuminati. You're on Poppy's yachty. Does she? I would assume Poppy owns a yacht. I don't know why. I really don't think she does. <laughs> I didn't say it was in water. Oh, a land yacht. Ooh, that's just a land yacht. Yeah. Nice. Is that is that like a house or? <laughs> it's like a. It's like a you know like a houseboat. <laughs> It's like, it's like a houseboat. There's no land. It's a land yacht. Just in a driveway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, got a you lot of those like, in Florida. It's my land yacht. <laughs> yeah. I guess we call those nautical themed restaurants. <laughs> right. That other voice you hear chiming in with his land yacht humor is our lovely other co-occupant, Ross. You can follow him at Channel the Ross on Instagram and Slasher as well. Slasher. So, so jump on there, follow him and tweet at him. <laughs> he doesn't have a Twitter. So. I don't have a Twitter. You can try. 
<laughs> do the the tweeting equivalent that you would do on Instagram or on, on Instagram. Slasher. There you go. How you doing? What's going on? You know, not too bad. Um, you know, it's uh it's that time of the season, I think. I don't know. We got to do a future into the past because what we're recording oh, now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Happy air. Valentine's Love Day. Love is in there. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Everywhere you turn around. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, as you guys already you guys already know this because we talk about it all the time. We record these in advance, so we have to remind ourselves what we're actually recording and um Today's all about love. We don't record these in advance. We actually are always broadcasting and it's always live. So whenever you're always listening live. to it, it's a live broadcast of that's what's going on. Come on. It's me now forever. Now. <laughs> right. Isn't yes. that how podcasting works? Isn't that's every that, podcaster yeah. out there just doing live broadcasts all the time? That's why it's all so exhausting. Is that why we're locked in these cages? <laughs> Look, I don't know the science. It just works. <laughs> it just happens. It, it just, it it just, just works. works. It just works. Yeah. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, your final co-occupant of this lovely podcast that we call Chuddle the Pod. And we want to thank you all for joining us again on this morning, afternoon, evening, or I don't know. Off Twilight. the night hour <laughs> no no i was thinking to go hour. full truman um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing well i want to say thank you for having me here uh things have been good i was randomly thinking the other day did you guys ever have this thought growing up that you wish the toy that you were buying was somehow like the real version of it from like the movie if it like came from a movie oh or something? i'm sure yeah absolutely i have 100%. this imagine not imagination very like vivid memory of hoping that i was gonna buy i don't know why because it would be terrible in retrospect lightsaber no jumanji the game (laughs) (laughs) but for some reason and i think this can go back to one of our would you rathers i was like i don't know it'd be kind of cool to turn into a little monkey boy and like climb around around. i mean i guess he turns a little like full body monkey as opposed to just your bottom half like our would you rather was so Yes, no, I don't I totally know. get that. No, I um, I, I remember getting the Jumanji game. As long as you win. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting the Jumanji game and opening it up. And I don't know, just because of how amazing it was in the movie. And then just the weird plastic. And then you have to like tape mm-hmm. the own crystal. Like it has the crystal, th- not crystal, but like the dome thing. Well, the but, dome like, thing. It had this offset like... um. It you was know, like you get at a restaurant with the 3D glasses, like right. those things that's like slid underneath. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm not going to get sucked into this thing. This is just a weird board game for like two mm-hmm. of my friends. The dome was like a red or whatever plastic that you put like the card yes. into and it would reveal what it says on the card because, Ooh. you know, it was blocking Ooh. out. That's cool. Red yeah. light. But, you know, it was so disappointing. You know, yeah, the plastic pieces, the pieces were nothing like the the pieces from the game. But obviously there's all the replicas out never there. Never had it. Never played it. Oh, it was, it was, I I don't remember actually if it was actually fun to play that game. I probably played it a bunch because I was obsessed with the movie at the time, but Uh, I don't even know the movie that well. It was all right. I was a book guy. I liked the book. (laughs) Oh yeah. Come at us. Have you played the the Jumanji game? What did you, what did you think of it? We want to know. Um, because that's a definitely a childhood memory. Sam's like, eh, whatever. I'm like, I wish yeah. this was the thing. So where do you where do you rank on that scale, audience? Wait a we, second. We'd love to Sam, you've never have you never seen Jumanji? I think he's seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I I'm serious when I said I was a fan of the book, Christopher Van Osberg. He wrote a bunch of beautiful books with beautiful illustrations, but I'm smelling a book movie combo. 
sometime in the near future for Jumanji. Then uh, we the get uh, book well, movie I'm a fan of the game combo. first remake. We'll Ooh, play the game, the watch the movie. Trifecta. We'll do, we'll do it all. We'll do it all. I was friends with this kid who I'm pretty sure was obsessed with that movie. He saw it so many times, and his he was like his favorite part was like there's like a monkey like riding a police motorcycle or something and it's he thought it was just that the does most, sound cool he thought it was the most <laughs> hilarious awesome. thing in the world and like kept going back into the theater to see this thing so you know this, <laughs> just that one scene yeah just yeah, that yeah, yeah. One scene. to to you maybe Remember, i i don't know where he's at but maybe he found the real jumanji and is you know stuck in a jungle oh, somewhere stuck in a jungle <laughs> poor guy poor guy poor guy poor guy so we have a nice packed um episode for you tonight packed in the sense that ross has got a uh, segment sam's got a segment and i'm gonna talk about their segments so nice. i got nothing yeah. for you but we're we're excited to talk about my bloody valentine to get everyone in the mood and sam mm-hmm. is gonna take us into something real gnarly with peter the party dolphin so we are going to return to all that right after this break but i'm gonna lie i'm gonna lie because you know what i didn't tell you all to do you gotta follow all of you gotta follow me you gotta follow oh. me oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right that's important it's gonna be at chuddle the brian with a why because why not and that's on instagram and slasher as well and all of us the the combination of our forces together into one unit that is you can follow that at chuddle the pod on instagram and twitter as well so do that and now we'll hit that break and we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for doing that thing you do. So we're going to head on over to Sam's segment first. And as we said before the break, it's going to get real gnarly when we talk about Peter the Party Dolphin. So Sam, what have you got for us about this wild thing I just said? Yeah, well, uh, I put Peter the Party Dolphin on there just to make it a little light. Because like most party stories... Peter ends up burning out and it's sad in the end. Oh no. Um, it's actually oh, very sad, this poor dolphin. Oh shit. But well now I feel like an ass. <laughs> well, hey, you said it. Are we talking like a, are we talking like a real dolphin or are we talking like a guy in a dolphin suit? I think it's real. A real dolphin. A real yeah. dolphin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Peter's for real, for real. So I'm trying He's something new this time. Cool. And uh for real gnarly. So before I would read a bunch of articles and kind of write up my own thing. But for the most part from this one, I just stole things from articles that I'm going to repeat to you now. Of course, giving credit. Most of them are from all an all that's interesting article or a history of yesterday article. I'll mm-hmm. post links to them on my Instagram. So from all that's interesting. When a young Carl Sagan visited St. Thomas Dolphin Point Laboratory in 1964, he likely didn't realize how controversial the setting would become. Sagan belonged to a secret group called the Order of the Dolphin, which, despite its name, focused on searching for extraterrestrial intelligence. I didn't Google it, but I wonder if it has something to do with, uh... Oh, my goodness, the books with the dolphins... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah, Douglas Adams, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure feel like it's gotta be related somehow so long and thanks for all the fish yes exactly that was all they had to say when they left that was the title of one of the books as well also in the group was eccentric neuroscientist dr john Lilly. his 1961 quasi sci-fi book man and dolphin 
highlighted the theory that dolphins wanted to, and likely could, communicate with humans. Mm-hmm. Lily's writings sparked a scientific interest in interspecies communication that set in motion an experiment that went a bit awry. Uh-oh. Ooh, awry experiments. Looks like we're headed for a chuddle. Uh, this is going to be gnarly. <laughs> so it's sure yeah it sure is sure i hope so <laughs> astronomer frank drake headed the national radio astronomy observatory's green bank telescope in west virginia he spearheaded project ozma the search for extraterrestrial life through radio waves emitted from other planets mm-hmm. upon reading lily's book drake excitedly drew parallels between his own work and lily's Drake helped the doctor secure funding from NASA and other government entities in order to realize his vision. A communicative bridge between human and dolphin. Oh, oh nice. My. Yeah. Like a machine? So, sen- or maybe. a way to tra- Just a way to translate it and talk back and forth. Uh, the idea is kind of, from what I gather, is if we can figure out how to talk to dolphins, we could figure out how to talk to other intelligent life forms oh, that shit. we sure. Are you might like, get in um, touch with. Do you ever see Johnny Mnemonic? Yes, it's been a long time. <laughs> with the dolphin? <laughs> the dolphin that's on the Don't bridge? Don't remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's a lead character. They, they're like, hey, let's meet this guy. And it's it's a dolphin with a helmet. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, the only thing I remember, somebody's like arm gets cut off or something like that. And he walks by a glass window and the glass reforms their arm. Wasn't the VHS orange? Yeah. Could be. That seems pretty mnemonic. Right? Right. That's what I remember of it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where we're at. They're going to develop this lab to see if we can talk to dolphins. And it's funded by NASA and other government entities. Mm -hmm. Because it's space dolphins. Yeah, space dolphins. Exactly. 2024. That's only, we're only two years away. That's pretty cool. Nice. Get ready. Get ready. ready. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to Earth. That's how it goes, I believe. Lily then built a laboratory housing a workspace on the upper level and a dolphin enclosure on the bottom. Tucked away on the picturesque shore of the Caribbean, he called the Alabaster Building Dolphin Point. When 23-year-old Margaret Howell Lovett realized the lab existed, she drove there out of sheer curiosity. She fondly remembered stories from her youth where talking animals were some of her favorite characters. Sure, we okay. all read stories like that. Yeah. She ho- yeah, so she hopes somehow to witness the breakthrough that could see those stories become reality. Arriving at the lab, Lovett encountered its director. So she just like drove up, found the director, famous anthropologist, mm-hmm. and went up to him and was like, well, I heard you had dolphins, so <laughs> I thought I'd see what I if there's anything I could do. Okay. When right. was this? What year are we th- talking? 1964. Okay. Maybe it's 65, 64. Is... I think you could do that back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could, because it worked. Uh, she, was, she was like, hey, I heard you had dolphins trying to get them to talk. Can I participate? And I can like, totally help. I like your plung, plunk, <laughs> young lady. Come on in. I like your moxie. So, I like yeah. your moxie. Go play with that I dolphin. guess it, it shows to never hurts to ask sure you, know? you can come in talk to my dolphins why not what could it hurt <laughs> i've been tr- that's what i'm trying to do <laughs> so uh bateson allowed Lovett to watch the dolphins perhaps wanting to make her feel useful he asked her to take notes while observing them 
Both he and Lily realized her intuitiveness, despite any lack of training, and offered her an open invitation to the lab. Soon, Margaret Howe Lovett's dedication to Lily's project intensified. She worked diligently with the dolphins named Pamela, Sissy, and Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter. You've heard about him. He likes to party. (laughs) Yeah. Peter, he likes to party, man. (laughs) Through daily lessons, she encouraged them to create human-esque sounds. But the process was becoming tedious with little indication of progress. Margaret Howe Lovett hated leaving in the evenings and still feeling that there was much work left to do. So she convinced Lily to let her live in the lab, waterproofing the upper rooms and flooding the space with a couple feet of water. This way, human and dolphin could occupy the same space. I see that look, Ross. You look... (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it was... It's basically like a dorm room with a desk and a bed, but it was... Flooded with like three feet or so of water, so Peter could come and swim around. Oh, and okay. Margaret also had a deck around it that she could get out and walk around and work outside the water. But it sounds like it was like my apartment uh, after it got hit with those three hurricanes back to back to back. Uh, what was that? Two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But there could have been a dolphin in there. And, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, I can I can take that. Yeah, sleeping right at the water line mm-hmm. in your head. Exactly. So love it chose Peter for this revamped immersive language experience. He was the one who was going to stay. The other two, whatever their names were, doesn't even matter. Sissy and Pamela are in the other regular enclosure. They coexisted in the lab six days of the week, and on the seventh day, Peter spent time in the enclosure with Pamela and Sissy. So that's where we're at. Uh, So they just, just hanging out? Yeah. Uh, just trying to trying figure to out how to communicate. Talk. <laughs> just trying to talk. So after two weeks, this is now I'm going to be switching articles back and forth for a minute. After two weeks into the experiment, Margaret and Peter were living a normal life together, but there were no promising results as of yet. So Doctor Lily decided to give the dolphins some LSD to stimulate oh. Peter's brain in order to get quicker results or even better results. Yeah. Uh, so- so they're doping the dolphins. Yeah, with fucking my... LSD. Okay, yeah. Just... Now, are we talking like microdosing, or are we doing like heroic doses of LSD to to dolphins? You know, they didn't say this. Would have been around the time of just LSD experimentation in general. It was yeah. in the mid sixties, right. and when <laughs> I mean, it was popularized by doctors anyway. All I'm picturing is a guy showing up with a full sheet of acid, and then just looking at the dolphins and just putting it in the water just drops it in the water <laughs> drops an entire sheet of acid into the water well i don't think they were dissolve around the dolphins oh, <laughs> i think they were trying probably microdosing would be my guess you know they're just trying to do enough to just eyedroppers stimulate in the to for communication they weren't trying to like let's see what happens when it trips right so what what results did this yield well, it did have an effect on the dolphin well, as it sure. made him uninterested in his communication lessons with Margaret. And actually, it made the dolphin horny, craving <laughs> for Margaret in a sexual manner. Oh, okay. So, this is a Valentine's Day episode after all. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I see where this is going. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to get our tie in here. Okay. All right. So, through all Peter's speech lessons and voice training, Lovett learned that. When we had nothing to do was when we did the most 
he was very, very interested in my, in my anatomy. If I was sitting here and my legs were in the water, he would come up and look at the back of my knee for a long time. He wanted to know how that thing worked, and I was so charmed by it. That charmed thing? might not the knee. Her knee. The knee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charmed might not be the word to describe how love it felt when Peter, an adolescent dolphin with certain urges, became a little more excited. She told interviewers that he would rub himself on my knee, my foot, or my hand. Peter eventually started nibbling Margaret's feet and legs. When his advances were not reciprocated, he became violent with Margaret. Oh, God! Mm. Oh boy! Yes. Well, this is all on. This is all on LSD. Yeah. Off and on. Off and on. Yeah. Okay. It's not all on LSD. Uh, actually, mo- only a couple of the things i read about it even mentioned the lsd so peter's just so peter's just a run of your mill horn dog of a dolphin yeah i mean they are no don't they like rape other dolphins isn't that a known dolphin thing dolphins be raping i think yeah Yeah. i have a really terrible story about i think it's my parents honeymoon that involves a dolphin but i'll wait to your (laughs) okay we can pick this back up in a minute if you (laughs) want to i'm curious about the dolphin story (laughs) Okay, yeah, let's so take a segue to into this, a no, my, side story. <laughs> well, story. My parents were on their honeymoon, and they had a dolphin encounter. Uh, mm-hmm. I bet they did. <laughs> let's just say it was a little more than they bargained for. My dad is on the dock. My mom is in the water with the dolphin. And then nice. my father proceeds. And she's not really paying attention. It's just the dolphin swimming around. They have these like like rings and hoops and things that he's like kind of picking with his nose and a bunch of other stuff. Uh-huh. And so my dad kind of leans and he goes, hey, honey, you need to, uh, honey, honey, I, I need you to get to the dock like right now. And the trainer's like, hey, I need you to like, you need to kind of get towards the dock. My mom, being my mom, is just completely oblivious. She's like, what's going on? I don't understand. And then she leans over, and she, not leans over, she looks over and the dolphin that they've been playing with has a massive erect penis. (laughs) And this erect penis is collecting all of the rings that's been thrown (laughs) at it (laughs) with its erection. And while simultaneously holding these things with its boner, it's like swimming towards her (laughs) with a dick full of rings. (laughs) Love it. So she just kind of looks and goes, and just... Just like Jaws. She's just swimming as hard as she can towards that dock. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I just imagine the dolphins swimming upside down, and you slowly see the erect penis <laughs> and the rings coming out of the water like Jaws. <laughs> like, like standing out of the water, flapping on its back tail. <laughs> 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 oh, Be like, did we ever understand what they're saying? I don't know. What's it trying to say? What's it trying to say? <laughs> Get the rings. All the rings. Where do we leave off here? So, uh, Peter eventually became violent with Margaret. Right. Seeing that Peter was getting no attention, he began courting Margaret by gently rubbing his teeth up and down her leg and showing off his genitals. Oh, see? Yeah, they do that. They show off their genitals <laughs> doing that yeah right on that back tail <laughs> let me you like let me rub see? my teeth on your leg and show you my dick i mean that's who hasn't done it who hasn't done it <laughs> moving peter down back down to his closure each time this happened became a logistical nightmare every time he got all horned up 
trying to get him out of there. It was just like, oh, this is fucking impossible. What is even more disturbing is that Margaret reciprocated and started rubbing the dolphin's erection. Oh, she's jerking the dolphin off? She sure is. Oh, <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's it is, Day. It's va- happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> and what's the, what, what better sign of Valentine's Day than a non-committal, no-eye-contact hand job to the dolphin? <laughs> Oh, there's. Uh, oh, there was yeah. eye contact for for a, <laughs> for a time. This uh, enclosure became the best thing that ever happened to Peter. <laughs> oh. Just got like jerked off whenever he wanted. Free drugs. Yeah, right. Free dr- <laughs> <laughs> My new roommate's crazy, man. She feeds me drugs all the time. <laughs> 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 oh. I mean, it was kind of like when we all lived together. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's why I started locking my door. (laughs) Unfortunately, like when we lived together, Together. the good times couldn't last forever. Oh, that's true. So going back to jerking him off, jerking off Peter. (laughs) This is a quote from Margaret. It was just easier to incorporate that and let it happen. It would just become part of what was going on, like an itch, just to get rid of that scratch and we would be done and move on. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> no fucks. Just like oh, right, boy. whack, yeah. whack, 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 whack. Uh-huh. All right, get out of here. Oh bother. <laughs> so <laughs> Peter's happy again. Love it insists it wasn't sexual on my part. Sensuous, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that makes it worse. <laughs> it seemed to have made the bonds closer. Not because of the sexual activity, but because of lack of having to keep breaking. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter, and that was part of Peter. Peter's Peter was part of Peter. Oh, yeah. This episode's going to break me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Continue. She really... Yeah, no, she really figured out a way to justify it to herself. Yeah, that's for sure. That's... uh, Drake would... uh, Drake, the guy who decided to put this all together... um, He's mortified. (laughs) Oh, he was disappointed, yeah. He just walks in one day. Nessa's like, uh... (laughs) Yeah. He comes in with like, all right, I got the directors of NASA here. (laughs) We're going to go check in our... I'll be right with you. We're going to check on the dolphin project. (laughs) Uh, Why is the door locked? Why is there water coming out of your room? (laughs) Why is there a sock on this door? Drake was disappointed to learn the nature of the experiment was not as he hoped. He expected progress in deciphering the dolphin language. This was likely the beginning of the end for Lily and his crew's funding. Nevertheless, Lovett's attachment to Peter grew, even as the project waned. Mm. Margaret Howe Lovett's live-in experience with a dolphin ended. Quote, That relationship of having to be together sort of turned into really enjoying being together and wanting to be together and missing him when he wasn't there, she reflects. Lovett balked at Peter's departure to Lily's cramped Miami lab with little sunlight. So Peter got sent to a lab in Miami from here. Oh, man. Poor Margaret all alone. A few weeks later, some terrible news. John called me himself to tell me, Lovett notes. He said Peter had committed suicide. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. So, Rick O'Berry of the Dolphin Project and Lily's friend validates the use of the term suicide. 
Dolphins are not automatic air breathers like we are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, the dolphins just take a breath and they sink to the bottom. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what? A bunch of... Like, yeah. Ugh. So, I mean... <laughs> I've, I, I've read that it, like some that say that it was heartbreak from being away from Margaret... Uh, I think it was hard break focuses. from getting a bunch of free drugs and a little J out The LSD could have also <laughs> done something. Been a factor. What's the point? Yeah, now I just like got to go high road, some dingy, empty uh-huh. tank. It's like high road, low road, where it's like high road. He was just massively depressed because he just lived in an apartment where he got high all the time and jerked off. Or a low road <laughs> is that he committed suicide because he was fueled drugs and then sexually molested <laughs> until he like until he couldn't take it anymore. Either way, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why uh, you know the Peter the Party Dolphin is just a fun spin on a sad story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed. I thought you were gonna tell me that like he starred in Ace Ventura or like something. <laughs> that would have been cool, but right. sadly, nope, he no. Suicide. Margaret. How Lovett was saddened, but ultimately relieved that Peter didn't need to endure life at that Miami lab. Oh. She said he wasn't going to be unhappy. She was just gone. And that was okay. (laughs) She killed him. Yeah, she went and held him down so he couldn't get another breath. Yeah. Oh my god, she's an aquatic. If I can't have him, nobody can have him. (laughs) She's an aquatic black widow. Mm Mm-hmm. She's an aquatic like, uh, what is it, Fear? Or what's the other one? There was a couple of those movies like that. Where the oh yeah, like kill if, you can't, if I can't have yeah. you, nobody I mean, can type of thing. Yeah, fear like was single white female. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So last little bit here. Love it remained in same tots in Saint Thomas after the failed experiment. She married the original photographer that worked on the project. Yeah. So this guy was okay. seeing her. He was taking photos of her. Right, and he stuck around doing this. Was he taking yes. photos yeah. the whole time? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was into it. Totally. Must (laughs) have been, right? Once you go dolphin, you'd probably go to the photographer next. Never get off him. Never get off him. (laughs) Yeah. Once you go dolphin, you go with the person who videotaped or photographed you you with a dolphin. Sex with a dolphin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you killed the dolphin because you couldn't be with it. Exactly. You go with your second choice. Yeah, they're married. They had three daughters and converted the laboratory into their family home. They had three daughters and converted them into dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, were any of them born with flippers? (laughs) Blow hole? Echolocation? Yes. Uh, I believe 2.3 of them. 2.3 of them. Yeah, well, the one is like, is it a blowhole or is it a... A mouth. Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) The new game uh, show. Uh, is it a blowhole? Well, well, that is so. Peter, Peter's party certainly uh, got pooped. Got pooped. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, bad. I mean, you know, well, it's what? real gnarly, right? I mean, super gnarly. That is and it's real a gnarly indeed. Beautiful Valentine's Day story. I perfect, thought. perfect tale of love found. And lost, and you know, found again, maybe a little bit, and lost. Yeah, I almost called <laughs> the segment uh, "Dolphin Jack Shack," but I didn't want to give it away. 
from the top. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted that slow lead in. (laughs) Well, I mean, I had a bad feeling about dolphins. As soon as we get into dolphins and it's gnarly, uh, I know how gnarly they can get. (laughs) There's only a few logical conclusions. Right? The humans were gnarly in this one. Uh, yeah, real gnarly yeah. indeed. So thank you for bringing that to us on this lovely Valentine's Day, Sam. And now we're going to go ahead and jump over to a break. And after that break, we're going to get into the thick of it and the, the gooiness of my bloody Valentine with Ross's video roundup. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you very much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement that we're going to get one of these days. So as we said before the break, we're going to go jump into Ross's video roundup so we can really talk about the the movie that this this holiday that we're celebrating is based on. Right? That's how it works. The movie's yes, not based yeah. on the holiday. The holiday's yeah. based on the movie, right? Based on the, the series of murders that happened in this Nova Scotia town. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, let's jump on over to Ross's video roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another video roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. From the coal mines of movies comes 1981's My Bloody Valentine. A story of a town with a terrible past and a heartbreaking future. The locals of a town who suffered a terrible tragedy 20 years ago relive history as a masked killer who's vowed to vanquish Valentine's Day comes back to honor his blood oath. Damn. Yeah. So Valentine's good, right? Day did good. exist already? No, they created it in this universe and then it yes. happened uh, because of that. The, yes. Absolutely. But that was, that was beautiful. That was a good job. Uh, I feel like we've really seen the movie now, which is good. Yeah, I watched this movie kind of like in segments. Cool. How many fingers? <laughs> this is a real, real quick one. But yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I feel like I've seen it a long, long time ago, so I didn't remember much of it. I definitely saw the remake when that came out, though. The 2009 remake uh, was uh, it was pretty decent. We'll probably cover it. Um, it was yeah, one I think of... we should jump back to it at some point. Oh, absolutely. That was a 3D, yes. and right? And actually, honestly, the 3D in that movie was outstanding. Like, especially some of the 3D movies that were coming out at the time, for whatever reason, they hit all the right notes. And, like, there's some a fantastic... It's also got Tom Atkins in it. I mean, you can't go wrong having Tom <laughs> Atkins in your movie. So back to the original. The OG. Now, we're talking about <laughs> 1981's My Bloody Valentine. Yes. So I'm going to interlude this fact um, throughout this review but there is two there's basic that now as of two past 2009 there's two versions of this movie there's the 1981 movie that was theatrically released and then 3 days before the actual remake um and uh, which prompted the re-editing of this film in 2009 they came out with an extended cut of my bloody valentine which had ed- uh unedited kill scenes right for the um honestly most of the kills in this film had to have been edited i think there's maybe like i think it was like nine minutes of footage uh that That's was like reintegrated uncut. into the mm-hmm. film um i had i actually sent you guys a video so you guys could actually see the extended death scenes yes because most of the streaming ones just have the generalized movie now there's a twofold reason for that uh this is a Paramount film, but also guess guess what, Sam? 
it's a Canadian slasher film. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Great. Canadians make a lot of horror movies. We all know. <laughs> I'm the resident Canada disliker. I'm gonna. I, I can't decide whether to roll with it or fight it, but today I'm gonna roll with it. So let's so, get these yeah. stupid Canucks and their maple leaf fingers. Oh wow, you movies. went hard into it. Wow, damn, damn, dude, damn. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. So this movie was edited. A uh, big reason is that uh, Friday the 13th had come out in 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, uh, surprisingly enough, the death of John Lennon. And those things compiled together. Paramount actually edited this film down more than what it needed to be. to Because uh, as of the original extended cut, it was an X-rated film. They edited it down nine minutes to an R rating. And uh, this is the first time in shuttle history. Um, I actually have two separate ratings for this film from the OG... And the extended cut of it. Okay. At least I can't. I could never guess which version Ross likes more: the bloodier, gorier oh, one, or the ex- one with less blood and gore. Uh, you know, I like it better without so much mm-hmm. blood and gore. That could never, <laughs> could never. So, what does the death of John Lennon have to do with it? It was honestly, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. There was a uh, series of articles that they talk specifically about this film being edited down. Friday the Thirteenth was a was a big one, but um, they were trying to they were trying to edit down a lot of uh, violence, particularly violence in media, because they thought it was a contributing factor in John Lennon's death. Mm, so, okay. a bunch of studios past that point were like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't like." have these ex- horribly explicit things, which I think is horseshit. Because when you see the extended fucking cut of this movie, it's almost, it's not, I'm not saying it's an entirely different movie, but it is awesome. It is so, the extended one is just so good. It is just so, so ridiculous. Well, and I think the argument of like TV or music or video games Exactly, or and this is one of the first forerunners, that, especially with Paramount, <laughs> because they had already done Friday the 13th, which was a splatter fest, and then going into My Bloody Valentine, particularly with the backlash they got from, uh, you know, parental uh, associations and things like that. They were like, all right, we'll, we'll tone this one down moderately well then i'm excited to get into that when we we really discuss you know i don't know i don't know if i could come up with two different scores for it yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that but i'm excited for it because i i to preemptively say i i enjoyed watching this this was a fun one for me oh i don't know how hands- you felt like uh sam i know i feel like i know ross likes this but yeah, yeah but no yeah. i en- i enjoyed what i was watching with it so it i mean from the start my my first question is who who is the girl that gets killed in the beginning in the movie? rando rando absolutely and and why and was she with random and why was she, why is she deciding to hook up with this person right. in there it's, and aren't there no women allowed in um, the mines as is said later in the that's movie? why she was dressed to the t in the gas mask and she was trying to fool everybody because she was trying to get some like side mine action going on just from any just anyone from whoever that was... might be there she just assumed she would oh, take no, off no, no, her no. this person there. lured her down there uh in the idea of how <laughs> not lured as in like no we're gonna bone and then so do you think he was had his mask off do you think he was exposing who he really was because, no, like, he had his mask. No, he had his mask on the he's entire like, no. time. Yeah. So yeah. why would she randomly go with this masked? Thing? Oh no, no, she knew who he was. Okay, she knew that's exactly what I who think he was. Okay. Yes. No, she knew exactly okay, who so it was. And then the murder triggering was the heart tattoo on her breast. Okay, I think if you see, yeah. like, he's kind of like. He, oh, I thought it was planning. He's doing like hot. Already. He's doing like hot and heavy shit, and then like he touches the tattoo, and then he gets all like Billy from 
Black Christmas all right. shaky hands. But all right, guys, let's just yeah, let's just yeah, dig yeah, into yeah. it. So, let's so, just do this. So that's all happening. So, <laughs> so this is yeah. So this is all happening. So that like, happens the, at the, the beginning uh, the of the begin- movie. Like, like Sam said, the beginning scene. Uh, we have two miners walking through uh, a bunch of different uh, uh, corridors and passageways in a mine, and uh, it is just Dutch angle after Dutch angle after Dutch angle uh-huh. going through this, just to make you feel like you're diving in deep, like you're deep in a goddamn mine. Uh, and what are these miners digging for? That's right, gentlemen. Love. Oh, uh, uh, so <laughs> we get a pseudo S and M striptease mask groping scene, uh, which ultimately we get our first kill. And this movie fucking goes from Jump Street. The first kill happens literally within the first three minutes of the movie, um, which is uh, I, like we were talking about. He kind of like gets her undressed and and he sees this heart tattoo and then he gets all. <laughs> And proceeds to impale this woman with a pickaxe that mm-hmm. has been put in the wall through her back and yeah. out the tattoo. Yeah, and good as she death screams, um, we get the title card. And uh, that is my bloody Valentine. And that is bloody with two hearts, gentlemen. Not just one, two hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bleeding. I didn't even know you could spell it's, bloody. That you know what? That's movie magic. What I thoroughly enjoy about this film that separates it entirely from a bunch of different slashers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Dude, we're dealing with a bunch of horny people. All right. So that's, I mean, just from Jump Street, everybody's completely, you know, paired out and uh, everybody's a horn dog in this movie. They're adults. They are not in college. They are not in high school. They are not in a camp. Aren't they college age? Dude, they're all working men working at a mine. None of these. I mean, like, well, they could I don't t- think. No, no. What I'm saying is they're 20 years no, old and working. No, at a no, no. Mine. But, I mean, the point I'm getting at is that, like, this is a slasher not based in a college. This isn't in a dorm. This isn't right. in a sleepaway uh. camp. This isn't in a high school. Like, these are working class. I mean, they're younger, obviously, because it's, you know, the slasher. I was going to say they all struck totally, me as young but people. But they have jobs. Uh, they, like, they, they have a career. Like, like this is more adults. about, like, the fucked up thing that happens in this small town mm-hmm. versus like uh mm-hmm. uh you know a bunch of 16 year olds get students, students and all that kind of stuff yeah th- that's what i like about this one because um they also build a bunch of really good narratives with these characters as well so when they die you kind of like feel for them uh cumulatively which is uh we get our first group of the miners uh and it, you know it's just a bunch of fun guys doing a bunch of stuff and then taking <laughs> a huge group shower together uh little <laughs> yeah, factoid that- what they do a little factoid about this fucking opening sequence which is just insane uh because it's just the group shower mm-hmm. like the benny hill music where they're all like yeah trying it's to, just like, like a bunch of tomfoolery skullduggery horse playing around slapping each other with towels like it's just yeah the banjo banger that happens <laughs> while they're trying to like get into their fucking car and shit uh little known fact um, the water that in there is not hot. That is steam. That is literal fog that they're shooting out oh, at the yeah, gentleman. Of it yeah. is frigidly cold. And the fact that there was a fan on them the entire time to put steam around it, mm-hmm. they said that was the worst part of filming that movie because they all were like getting hypothermia as a group. And they're also all actually naked, which is hilarious. They didn't because they're all shot from waist up. So they could have been Why? in swimming trunks the whole time. No, these <laughs> kids are all method. Buck ass yeah. naked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that water used in movies is typically cold. It takes a lot to heat that stuff. So it's like, 
Yeah, we're just doing the same cold water. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, exactly. Just stuff from actors. Yeah, being like yeah. oh, that sucked. <laughs> so we kind of get like a little bit of a taste of some of the main characters just in this opening sequence. Um, so we got TJ, who is one of our main protagonists. Um, they kind of spread out the protagonists a bunch, um, as in like there's not like a there's characters, but they're not like really focused central characters. He kind of jumps around from like the sheriff to the miners, and then right. kind of in between. So we have a uh, TJ who uh, had a uh, he's just come back from a little town because he had a catastrophic failure of an attempt to try to make it big out west. Yeah. And he is back in town, <laughs> tail between his legs. And uh, when he returns, his buddy Axel has moved in on his ex-sweetheart, Sarah, who sure he. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like he kind of 86 her and kind of just ghosted on the whole situation. So it's kind of that we're like, I don't understand why she's with him. Harumph. It's like, well, you kind of yeah. just left town well he tries to smooth it over with a sweet harmonica duo session but that just yes in the junkyard and then tries to tell her by kidnapping her later in the film (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah junkyard harmonica jam so obviously in in a film that's just bathing in blood we also just because it is a valentine's day movie we do have to have this kind of like scandalous love triangle subplot that's kind of like creeping its way throughout the entire film uh and like i said yeah the benny hill cartoon style music uh to half-dressed men running into their cars while a fucking that banjo banger race each other yeah. that was like a yeah. very weird decision <laughs> super, super i don't know what decision. they were thinking yeah. doing that let's just get <laughs> let's get in the car some reckless driving and then we're introduced to the uh, it sets the tone for a thing like a movie that doesn't go in that direction it's like it you're like, okay, this movie is going to be interesting. Right. How these, this is, yeah, how these miners and drive really that part. versus what the tone of the movie is. Even at the end of the movie, when they're trying to get the sheriff, that guy is swerving all so over the much. road. <laughs> yeah, like fucking evil Knievel style. So we're introduced to the uh, little town with a big old heart. We're talking about Valentine Bluffs. And uh, you can tell that they're, at least at a certain point, we're in uh, Valentine's Day because that billboard looks like something that you see in a, like a Vegas hotel. Like it is just like the giant neon heart and then just the weird arrows and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, the whole town is fucking pumped because it's Valentine's Day in a few days. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a goddamn shindig, y'all. And it's at the workers unions hall. And it's the first one in 20 years. I wonder yeah. why. Now, why Yeah, why did that? they decide to all of a sudden do it? <laughs> they really honestly don't go into that. They, they just, just kind of like, well, it's been they 20 don't. years. And uh, look, 20 years isn't that long. Like, so m- for every single other person in the town, like, would have been like, fucking, I, that was, I, uh, <laughs> I saw all these people get killed. I remember or, that. They, I was there for be, that. Like, that was yeah, not that like, long ago. Weird, so, that, was, that was my we're brother. We're not going to do this. <laughs> really odd way of, like, rebranding. Right. Uh, but everyone seemed to be on of... board with it. They're like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? Yeah. And then how old are our main characters? Even if, let's say, no, they're... No, I would say the main characters are probably mid to late 20s, I would expect. So they'd be, like, five or six yeah, when all these so murders like, happen? For them, and it's kind of like likely a... have a good memory of it. I feel like there's it. an age range. Like, like I our feel two like I remember murders. Male, like... Yeah, the I would characters say like are a little bit older, or like, yeah, twenty six or something, maybe. Hollis, <laughs> I feel, might be a little older, which is just basically me with a handlebar mustache from eighty one. Yeah, because I think there's at one point, sweet guy. 
one of them says something about when they're down in the mine, like there's like the the, the kids are trapped down in the mine. Like we got to go help them. Like he yeah. refers to them as something like that. So it's like, yeah, you guys are probably mm-hmm. like 26 hanging out with these like 18 year olds. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like a varied one. Cause also some of the younger guys, it's like hot dog kid. Um, we've got a few <laughs> other ones that gotta go through. Like, no, I mean they do vary in age because I mean, like one of them looks like they're nineteen, and then there's some other in the group that may hit like thirties. Yeah, so, exactly. like again, kind of a nice small refreshing town. thing because they're not. Yeah, it's a small town, so it's like they're all varying age, just working at the mine. They're all minors. They're gonna be of. They're minors ages. with they're an not... E, not minors. Correct. With, an, with o. an O. So let's get that straight ahead of time when we're talking about minors getting frisky. We're talking about <laughs> miners yes. with like the hat and the light. When Ross is like, I loved it when the miners took their tops off and shook it Ex- for the camera. That's exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. I can tell how this could get way out of context incredibly fast. So uh, Mabel, I like the fact that they point out that Mabel, this lovely woman who gets murdered later on in the movie, uh, did a fantastic decorating job. And if you actually look at the town, if this single woman, this woman single handedly decorated the entire town, uh, she needs a fucking medal because that was like, oh, yeah, just an insane. Oh, a lot totally. of work. I mean, she's been planning this for 20 years. For 20 years. She has 20 years worth worth of just hearts and everything. So the mayor peeks his head into the heavy petting zoo of the community center, which I usually like the fact that all the miners get off of work. They go to their girlfriends and they all immediately pair up and just start dry humping while everyone's <laughs> trying to like set things up. Just to really oh, yeah. set the mood that these miners are horny as fuck. And it they work care. hard. Like, they play they hard. They play hard. <laughs> my bloody Valentine. They all get in interesting positions. The guy's like, all right, I'm going to put my head through this ladder and like <laughs> yes. put my arm over it and then rest my chin over here and then talk to my yeah, sweetie. Let me just, let me <laughs> get this figured out. Mm-hmm. So the sheriff and uh, mayor head out and uh, the mayor actually gets a secret admirer card and a box a little heart-shaped box so he's in the car with the sheriff and wouldn't you know what's in the box guys what's in the box it's an actual human heart with a little note that says from the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer remember what happened as the 14th draws near uh yeah so uh what What happened 20 years ago (laughs) We actually get a great exposition of that. Well, actually, before I get into that, while they're driving off because the car has to do a complete 180, I also like the fact that the dog chasing after the car actually got the car. I don't know if you caught that, Brian. They flip he, a bitch he, in he the pre- truck and I, he literally yeah. hits the car and like ricochets off of the car. And I was like, <laughs> how did they, why did they leave that take in there? Like, that is the dog okay? Yeah, the dog just walks back. It seems like yeah. I don't know. It's probably pretty commonplace for the dog to do that. Just a dog just starts swacking. Car chasing dog, like pickups. Country car chasing dog. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, you bring up happen. what happened twenty years ago. Well, Happy the bartender is more than happy to tell you about what happened in this beautiful exposition story told to a sea captain. The guy he's telling the story to has like a cor- like just he has like this giant pipe and the hat and the beard. He all he's missing is like the yellow pea coat. So twenty years ago, the annual dance is going on, hot and heavy. We got two dumbass supervisors who, uh, instead of looking after the five guys that are in the mines and checking the methane gas levels, uh, they decide to say fuck it and they're just gonna go down to the dance. So yeah, uh, sweet Valentine's Day dance going on. You gotta go. Yeah. 
I'm going to go do that. Screw it. Those guys will figure their way out. Um, spoiler alert, uh, they didn't. And the methane blew up and five men were buried alive. And it took six weeks to dig them out. And lo and behold, one of them survived. And in true chud form, and it is a chud because it's a cannibalistic human underground dweller. Yeah, that's still a chud, I guess. That's still technically a chud. Uh, we got Harry Warden, the, first real the chud. only dude that survived because he cannibalized all the, his dead cohorts uh, and went fucking batshit crazy. So yeah. he was committed to an insane asylum and a year later on Valentine's Day uh, realizes they're having a fucking dance again. And so he decides to get dressed up in his old mining outfit and brutally murder the two supervisors. That yes, yes, he certainly die. does. Can't be having parties. Yeah, disrespect. You know, Harry likes to party too. Also, the getup, honestly, is terrifying. Like this, like Harry Warden looks top notch. I love it. I really do. Crazy. Well, because the the addition of the gas mask really does it go cut? Obviously, it's hiding the face. Then just really um, ominous and just yeah. He he picked it. He was like, "I'm gonna go kill people." You know, I always thought I looked scary in my mining outfit. I'll go yeah. put that on before I do it. That way they'll look scared before I kill well, them. Well, it's also the symbolism of it, too. I mean, he's yeah. angry because of the, the right. accident with the mine. So exactly. I, and I, how I think dare- it's great. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. Like, how dare them have like this dance again after all of this catastrophic shit happened? Uh, so, yeah, he leaves their uh, ripped their hearts out and put them in bo- heart shaped boxes, brought them to the dance and warn them never to have a dance again, or else he'd come back and murder more people. He's like a yeah. super violent version of the dad from Footloose. Like he's just, he's just like, <laughs> uh-huh. like, does that happen in could, Footloose? It could kind be of? you. I mean, the the point of Footloose is the Jonathan Lithgow. The, he chops yeah. off their feet. Uh, he he. No dancing, no fun. No dancing, no fun. Because there was yeah. an accident. Uh, I believe on. Yeah, yeah, that happened. So he's like, no more of that. We can't be dancing because people will die. I believe it was his like kid or something. That's Footloose. Yeah. That's for another time. We'll, we'll That's do totally all. different. <laughs> we'll definitely do a like whole super special on, Footloose, on that the one. The remake, and then we'll come back to the original again and give you a real well-rounded Footloose experience. Don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> and because these goddamn Footloose kids are so young, nobody fucking believes a bartender. They all just continue to drink. So now uh, the mayor and the sheriff are trying to fucking figure out what the fuck happened to Harry uh, and if he's still institutionalized or not. And they find out the woman or the heart belongs to a woman in her 30s. So this is not a joke. This is an actual fucking severed heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like Harry Warden is back in town, which leads Mm. us to our second murder. Poor fucking Mabel in this laundry Oh, dude. Oh, oh mm-hmm. my God. Like, I also like the fact it is now in stalker vision. So you get like your first kill yes. with the heavy yes. gas mask breathing and like looking through windows and shit. Like, very- he walks very slowly heel to toe. <laughs> when he first comes to look at her, it is like it's the slowest paced walking I've ever seen and very heel to yeah. Next foot. Well, it's if you're I was like, well, wow, I wonder if he's gonna move faster than this or not. Absolutely not. He's got like 40 <laughs> pounds of he has like 40 to 50 pounds uh, of does. gear on. Yeah. If he if he goes like harder than like a light, a light tiptoeing, 
he must sound like a bunch of keys on a keychain jangling with the amount of metal and bunch of shit that he's got. Yeah, just like clunking all around. It's the one drawback from the minor outfit. Is that you can hear it a mile away if he's not like, walking like a sloth. Right. I'm sneaking. I loved in the stalker vision, um, he goes in and what does he set the candy yeah, box the candy down box or down. something? But then <laughs> to like hide around the corner, he just turns and like backs away. Backs up. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that had to be a technical totally. reason yeah. for that because it was the so The cameraman silly. realized that the entire crew was behind him, so he couldn't turn around. So uh-huh. he's like, I'm just gonna slowly back up. Just, uh, we're going to back, back up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he leaves the gift. Uh, she opens it and it reads Roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, and so are you. And he needs fucking business because you is underlined twice. Oh, we got the t- the double underline, well, yeah. Double lines. Uh, lights cut out, and here comes fucking Harry, and yes. um, she is killed off screen with a pickaxe. So yes, she is. The first one is incredibly gory, and the second one is kind of, uh, and then mm-hmm. kind of just kind of off screen. Mm-hmm. I was thrown by that a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. First one, yeah. You would figure uh, the yeah. first, I mean, especially with the intro scene, first three minutes, like that one was so graphic that this right. one was like, oh, okay. Well, you start to see it come th- poke through the flesh a little, but then that cuts too. It's v- way more graphic in the, yeah, the extended. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Is like, oh, wow. Yeah. Also, at this part, I would I loved thinking of when she was reading the little note. I loved thinking about Harry Warden just like in his miner's outfit, sitting at like a lamp and some warm lighting, filling out his little Valentine's <laughs> oh, yeah. cards. Like, and. Let's see here. What rhymes with murder? Um, uh, burger. How do I make that work? I don't know. Like, it just really amused I'm me. I'm gonna give my Garfield one to this person, and I'll, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah, save yeah. normal for the one I really, really like. And I'm gonna give the, the yeah, like picking mm-hmm. out which card totally. to, yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, that's the fun part of the job. You know? Exactly. It's, that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> before what it's going really into the heavy lifting, card yeah. shopping. <laughs> So I was honestly going to completely omit this part from the thing, but dude, it's not the fact that they're eating food off of a, like a fucking engine of a car. Never in a film did I actually think I was going to see a buddy harmonica duet. Yeah. And uh, that shit fucking happens, dude. Holy goddamn. Those Canadians. Incredible. I was like, not. Oh, I wasn't prepared. They try and then they almost immediately get into a fight. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And they harmonize, which is really good. Junkyard harmonica jam. You find out that fucking TJ completely ghosted everyone and is now conflicted on his position on how he is in the town and how he left everyone and, like, all this other weird... Like, kind of a no-brainer thing where you're like, hey, man, even his friends are like, you know, you should, like, kind of just not be a dick because you just fucking left. Right. And he's like, I don't understand. I'm so conflicted. You don't get it. I had such a hard time out there. <laughs> it was such a hard time. I failed so many times. I failed so hard. So <laughs> it was terrible. So uh, we have no record of Harry Warden at the asylum. So as the uh, woman on the other end, who is part of record keeping, says, he's either transferred, released, or on the slab. Yeah, what a different time. (laughs) Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. I also like the fact that she couldn't check the microfiche, and it would take multiple days Mm -hmm. to dig through It's not like this was just, like, somebody with mental problems. This was a murderer. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Totally. Who had, like, a gimmick. Like, this, I feel like people in this town or that area would know about that right 
Oh my god! It was only yeah, twenty absolutely. years ago, that lady was around when that happened. Totally, <laughs> but at least with this, it seems like he was shipped like upstate. You know what I mean? Like obviously, it's such a small town for this to happen. It would be notorious there. I think uh-huh. this woman just is like a nine to fiver to just give two shits, which is unfortunate for the rest of the film because at this point you have no idea if Harry is dead, if he's been released, or right. if he's just been transferred. The three options she gave us. The only three <laughs> options. That's it. The only three options. <laughs> so Sheriff goes uh, to try to find Mabel and in a nice little nod, all of the hearts in the laundromat are completely turned upside down. Ooh. And the sheriff finds Mabel's body oh, in God. the dryer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, the stark difference between the fucking theatrical release and the extended cut oh, yeah. is insane. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some insane is... differences. But, Hilarious. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so for for the viewers at home, the original scene is just like, and she's burnt to a fucking crisp. She pops out looking like Freddy Krueger and she thumps around a dryer. like a dryer and she looks like a little... Uh, you know, she throws around a little bit in the extended <laughs> version. Her body pops out and does what, like, four fucking rotations in the dryer and just, like, flops around. Yeah. And, and she's, like, so gross. burning. There's smoke, like, coming off into yeah. the guy's face. He's and like, he finds oh, her. fuck. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. And it's just the funny. She just keeps flopping around in there. It's like if you accidentally open your dryer and it's still going and, like, a towel starts hanging out and smacking around. That's her body <laughs> yeah. it was so Which ridiculous like towel body mabel oh, yeah God. mabel poor mabel dude was... like mabel was just trying to have a good time and just got fucking cut down dude what actually how, how did she actually die was it in i forget what happened because in the extended cut you see more of him stalking her and actually like attacking yeah. her. so he 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 kills her with the the pickaxe okay and then disposes of the body in the dryer gotcha because by the time they find her she's definitely fucking dead but (laughs) her entire heart's removed so like her entire chest cavity is open because also in in fucking 1981 format uh the sheriff could be like it was a heart attack uh, this woman was bent like origami, mm. hacked apart, and then thrown into a dryer. And he's like, no, 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 no. She dried a natural cause. It's uh-huh. totally fine. We don't want to panic. Just got, oh, yeah. That's a panic. good old, like, boating accident. Uh-huh. Don't close the beaches type of thing. Well, I like when they walk in. They're like, it smells terrible in here. Let me light this cigar. and That'll, that'll help everything. <laughs> Let me smoke in this active crime scene. Well, it's just two cops anyway, right? One cop. There's nobody. There's it, it, un- too many. Too many police for a small town. So as he's about to leave, there's a little note that's in her open chest cavity and he pulls it out and it reads, it happened once, it happened twice, cancel the dance or it'll happen thrice. Bogus, party's over. (laughs) The mayor takes one look at that and goes, okay, yeah, okay, we don't need to have a dance. This Mm -hmm. is fine. We don't, no, not even close. So the union hall is locked up and the decorations are completely stripped down of the entire town. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, dude. Fucking, fucking Harry Ward, dude. Goddamn fucking. How's anyone going to get him nude? Also, yeah. Harry Warden is like the, one of the worst names for a killer, in my opinion. <laughs> it made me giggle almost every time because I thought about like a Harry Warden. <laughs> <laughs> And it didn't strike like me an, uh, as as much as you, I guess. I was just like, all right, yeah. Harry Warden, that's fine. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I never once thought it was funny. Pictured a Harry Warden. (laughs) You did. I pictured like what's the Looney Tune that's just like the big hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Like a little cop outfit. (laughs) Now that's what I'll picture. (laughs) That's all you're gonna picture when I hear Harry Warden. (laughs) So, uh, just to kind of feed into the love triangle interest, uh, this is when TJ. actually kidnaps sarah and takes her to an undisclosed location this woman repeatedly was like i don't want to go with you i just know i don't really want to do this he's like (laughs) nope get in the car it'll be fine it's like you're watching a woman get kidnapped in real time he was too embarrassed to contact her after he fucking failed so hard he failed so hard that he didn't he didn't know what to do with himself. Like mm-hmm. it was like a, a, a yeah. existential. And then we get the most Canadian love apologies ever. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so damn that. sorry. Of course, Sam would pick that out. You, like, did you, did you kind of, did you scowl a little bit with that? You're just like, <sighs> I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I almost turned it off. I, I uh, think you're sitting there like, well, I guess I know I'm keeping that finger. I'm keeping that. Yeah, I'm keeping that whole goddamn figure. Uh, yeah. So the horny miners then decide to throw a Valentine's Day party at the mine. Why not? Why not? It's got a pool table. I like that. That was the deciding factor. Where it's like, oh yeah, we've got this at a pool table. This is fine. Uh, did you guys notice that it was fi- Friday, February thirteenth, in the countdown to Valentine's Day? Yes, actually, that, that says it on the bottom of the screen. Uh, that was inten- that was intentional, actually. Sure, so Paramount had released be. Friday the Thirteenth, and they wanted to keep it in the same universe, technically, as oh. like the Friday the Thirteenth universe. So that's why they had Saturday the Fourteenth being not the film Saturday the Fourteenth, but Valentine's <laughs> Day winding up being on Saturday the Fourteenth. The sequel that never happened. <laughs> the sequel Saturday that never 14th. happened. Yeah, interesting. No, but that was intentional on Paramount, though. So that was a that was a good Easter egg. So, so is that the crossover we've always been waiting for now? My Bloody Valentine and Friday the 13th, they exist in the same universe? Uh, Technically, no. As Paramount set it up, they technically were, they're technically in the same universe. So at, at some point, Harry Warden could meet up with Jason Voorhees. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. Or Pamela Voorhees. Depending on where you, where we're <laughs> Jason versus Harry. <laughs> Jason versus Harry. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason and Harry. <laughs> Harry Jason. Sorry. <laughs> Harry, Harry it's Jason. some weird, like, they get combined into one being oh like cronenberg's the fly yeah i, I just thought it was that looney tunes character and it turns into that mask. Mask. yeah that's what it turns that into too. that's harry jason <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right so happy the bartender calls them complete assholes and uh decides to uh set up a prank for them uh when they all show up uh and in cr- true dummy mummy format Yes. There it is. There it is. Um, He sets up this like Harry Warden, like spring action fucking uh, uh, pop up thing where like he opens this door and it's just a dummy suit with the pickaxe and it kind of like comes down just like a little bit. And he thinks it's like the funniest thing he's ever seen. (laughs) Dude. I don't (laughs) like this is the best joke ever. (laughs) Dude, he tests it like 30 times and every time he laughs harder than the other previous time that he's opened it Mm -hmm. and then he like the one last time he gets this like mischievous look on his face and he pops it open and it's the real fucking harry right uh this kill 
holy fucking shit, the extended version is the extendo. Yeah. Okay. So in in the in the theatrical version, you have no idea what happens, and you kind of just see him getting dragged off. In the extended kill, you actually see the pickaxe go under his chin, through his head, and pop his fucking eyeball out. Yeah. Eye pops out. The entire eyeball pops out, and it's it's probably Mike gets in flack for this. This is probably the most gnarly kill in an early 80s slasher. Probably. Boo, boo, fuck you, boo. Yeah. No, boo. Yeah, no, I would say that. I would say that because uh, seeing the extended one. There we go. Yeah. Um, dude, watching that for the first time and then rewatching it with the extended cut, expecting not seeing every, anything and then seeing that scene. Oh man, so gnarly and so yeah. fucking good, dude. The extended yeah. is like really, really some great practical effects, and I was so surprised that the eye was actually popped out. Like, had, obviously, it wasn't nobody knew about it for a long time, but that would have been one of the top kills. People probably would have talked about for a long time. Oh, absolutely! And in the normal release, it's like a borderline off kill. Like you see it a yeah, little bit. Don't but we not see enough. the the pickaxe swing down towards his head, and then he drags him away? We kind of have an idea. He pickaxed him in the head, I think. But yeah, we just I don't think you know. see like an upstroke, and then like he kind of goes like, bah! and then like he gets drugged right. by the pickaxe, kind of like leading out. Right. So the sheriff now on Valentine's Day, the miners are setting up the rager. The sheriff is back at this police station, and he gets another heart shaped box. And I honestly got really depressed at this because I was expecting like a human heart and it's not, it's Mabel sent him a Valentine for Valentine's day that got delivered that day. So this dead woman who had a crush on him and he's just like, Oh, Oh, Mabel, Oh, Mabel. Mabel." (laughs) Like the way he responds to it is just so like, Oh, I feel really bad for you, Sheriff. That kind of sucks. It didn't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't phased. I wasn't phased at all. So the miners start, uh, of course, heading towards the mines and just kind of start to dispersing throughout this party as one of them kind of gets the munchies and it uh, bites him in the ass big time. Because uh, we get um, a very interesting and unique kill. We get a man who gets drowned in... Limp biscuit hot dog flavored water. Oh yeah. While it's boiling. Yes. Like he's not only drowning, he's also just boiling his face off the entire time. Right. Which you see a lot more of and the extended again, because in the uh the the cut, you know, the normal one or whatever, it's just it shoves him in there and it, he's what, essentially dead quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, you see more top view of the yeah, top. Yeah, you of don't his see head like any like, of that real Oh my view. gosh! In the extended one, yeah. he starts off normal. He's thrashing around, and progressively, his entire face starts like peeling off. Mm-hmm. So by there's the end of shot, the- there's shots from like as if it's the bottom of the pot looking up, and you see him screaming in there. Right. And as it's cutting back, it's at they're adding more like makeup to make his face look <laughs> just, boiled. Oh, right. Just he's haggard. It's like the worst. Yeah, just the worst burn you could possibly think of. 
Uh, chocolate fake. starfish. <laughs> chocolate starfish. Also, a uh, pump fake. Just kidding. When the sheriff fucking walks out of the police station, uh, there's a bunch of stray dogs. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, gnawing at a heart shaped package, uh, with a note that yeah. says, "You didn't stop the party." And I actually thoroughly love the response by the sheriff because he's genuinely like, "What fucking party?" Yeah. I've gone still going back to those dogs. They seem he seemed like he thought that dog wasn't actually going to run off or that it might actually bite him. The actor like I could (laughs) he seemed a little like rigid and kind of like, fuck, is this dog going to run away or is it going to bite me? Right. (laughs) Totally. There's like a little bit of um, in this scene where you could tell that uh, he's not he's not really. Uh, he's not really cool with these dogs. And you just go like, hey, yeah. you know, I think you need to get away. And then he has to like, I need to act. All right, put on your big boy pants. We need to act now. Get His away. body you didn't dogs. get that message. <laughs> Foretold his fear. <laughs> yeah, right. Your body foretells your fear. Uh, so, yeah, he didn't stop the party. So now the fucking sheriff's freaking out. And uh, inside the actual party, uh, tensions come to a boiling point when TJ and Axel kind of get into a fist fight. They're kind of talking back and forth because uh, after the abduction to the re- uh, to the undisclosed location, they kind of had like a little, 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 what's that? You know, like a little, like a little sound. I don't know. But, yeah. but who you what trying you, to tell yeah, me? What did they have? They had, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't do a Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm so damn sorry. What do you, and then oh, they started doing the kiss kiss and the, kiss. yeah, the Canadian kissing, apologizing. Uh, um, so Axel doesn't know about this. So Sarah's <laughs> like, I'm just fucking done with both of you guys. So they start a fist fight. Um, and I actually like Sarah's response in this, where it's the best response to two people fighting over here. She goes, I, I just, I just don't care anymore. I think that's the most authentic line you could possibly give. You're like, I just don't give a fuck anymore. You guys are just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're inside the mine now and we get two lovebirds that are grinding so fucking hard, getting splinters in their asses on these benches that they've like pushed together. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was fucking weird. Like I thought it at first, I thought it was one of the rail carts. And then I realized that they just shoved these like fucking church pew benches together in like this hallway full of clothing and shit. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> got, gotcha. Then. Yeah. Gotcha. Good, there you go. Can we, can we talk about the cooked human heart in the hot dog? Fucking. Oh, the, oh this funny prank. The boiled hard dog. The boiled, boiled hard dog. dog. <laughs> and then the corpse. What a double, like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of a joke. And the guy's like, that's so funny. And he's like opening the fridge. He's not looking. And then the, like fucking hard boiled. Set the scene real guy quick. He's at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah and which is basically that. the boyfriend who will have to go get beers. So what we're talking about with a boiled heart and a peanut guy is at the party. They go to get hot dogs and a boyfriend comes in to get a beer out of the fridge. And while they're getting out the hot dogs, they pull out a heart and they're like what is this oh the guys must be pulling a prank and as he says the guys must be opening pulling a prank he's opened the fridge to grab the beers and doesn't look nobody looks and the dead body missing a heart is in the fridge just in the fridge it was actually fucking that i love that scene it was very very fucking well done so while the boyfriend's grabbing a beer, uh, we're back in the mine, and Harry uses these clotheslines to uh, ensnare his victim 
as she just holds her head and screams, no, 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 no. Um, and, uh, peekaboo, uh, happy, the bartender drops down from one of the fucking hooks from the same wound, which is mm. super weird. Like they could show the corpse having it, but not the actual kill. And then uh, behind her's Harry, and he grabs her by her head. And yeah. the best way to describe this is he turns her into a human shower head. Like he t- he physically picks her up, and then he wedges a pipe with water emitting out of it, out yes. of the base of her skull, through her mouth, so she looks like a Baroque Gothic gargoyle on the edge of a cathedral with just shit shooting out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. That pipe was mounted to other pipes that intersected it that actually had like shower faucets set up from them where everybody showered in the beginning. And I really, really, really wanted that when he put her on there... All the faucets were gonna start just for like pouring blood, and pouring it was gonna blood. be this bloody little shower. Oh, I like but, the fact. I like the fact they that didn't a do human, that. <laughs> I like the fact that a human shower head wasn't top tier. We we're like, no, man. I need. Yeah, no, I need. I was very blood. satisfied. Yeah. I would. I would have thought the blood coming out of there would have been too ridiculous. To be honest, I liked it. I I I like seeing the extended cut because you get a lot more of it. Yeah, this Way is more. one of those like holy fucking shit. Like the extended one is just so graphic. Mm-hmm. So we didn't good. really see it in the uncut one, did we? You get a glimpse of it when he gets back in, mm-hmm. when he brings the beers, and you have like a shot of her face, which his reaction to her face amused me. <laughs> or like he's like, "Huh, kind of where are you? Uh-huh. Oh, like, but it's right in front of him. Like, yep. it's just silly." I like the fact that he didn't notice that she's two and a half feet taller and suspended in midair. Right. There was a lot that he had to not notice to make that work. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, no, the extended one is just insane. Uh, The original one, like Brian was saying, is like very short. Like, it's just like you kind of you see the kill happen. He walks back in and then you kind of see the side of her face with water coming out. But you actually never see the full frontal like jabbing through. Mm hmm. Full frontal jabbing. You know, because this is a film full of great choices. Um, What better idea than to take a bunch of untrained people 2,000 feet underground? Half of the group decide... Well, not half the group. We've got... Uh, let's see here. It was Hollis. Hollis's lady, Patty. We've got Howard and Sarah. All de- Oh, I'm sorry. And then the lovebirds... Mike and Harriet, I'm sorry, Mike and Harriet are the names of the two that are also accompanying them down there. Um, they decide to take a tour of the mines. Yeah. And uh, TJ is one of the only people that actually has any kind of wherewithal and goes like, hey, guys, that that might be really dangerous. That's like kind of a bunch of. That- Isn't TJ not down there? TJ's not down there. No, he was he was at the party while they were all proceeding to leave. Mm-hmm. But he said his it was kind of oh, misogynist. Okay. He's like, no women in the mines. Right. That's when I was like, wait, now I'm really confused about the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, again, I think that's why that the woman in the first scene has all of the gear on. So she so it just looks like another miner going through. I think like their rendezvous was supposed so, to be like taboo, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna sneak you down here to Exactly. Bang. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. So they reach the bottom uh, just in time for a tour and decide to just separate, like, fucking almost instantaneously. Mike and Harriet decide to kind of go do their own thing within, like, two seconds, which is that weird, like, you guys are going to die. Like, they literally should have just been like, hey, guys, uh, you'll see us dead in about ten minutes. Thanks a lot. Well, do their own thing. They're like, all right, we're down here. There's nobody in this room. Let's go bang in here. That's essentially I'm, what they think they're doing. Yeah, what they, don't they think know they're, they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, up uh, on the up top, upstairs, uh, they find the body in the fucking fridge. And at the same time, Shower Boy comes back and says that Sylvie is dead as a doornail. Yeah. So Axel comes running in and screams, It's Harry Warden! Everybody get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty good. Get them, you gotta get the fuck out. Get the what fuck the fuck, fuck are you doing? This is back at the above ground. Party. Yeah, back at the yes. yeah with the pool table, and like everybody freaks out. And there's that great little cutscene of all the shoes and the feet scooting out the front door. Like they're not even like kind of normal steps. Like this, like oh shit, oh fuck, get the fuck out of here. Uh, TJ tries calling the cops, but the phone is fucking dead. Uh, so they send some of the boys into town to get help while Axel and TJ go down to the mines to save the other. And they, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's a trope now, but it's not really a trope back then. It was basically like, Hey, right. uh, we're going to split up and kind of divide and conquer. Cause there's so many different mines. We right. got to figure out where the fuck they're at faster. They made this trope a trope. Exactly. Exactly. So amazing jump scare from Howard. As he's up in the rafters, as Mike and Harriet get busy, Harry Warden, kind of, it's weird. Okay, so I got to talk about this because um, even in the extended cut, there is an actual kill scene with Mike and Harriet. Uh, It was so graphic that uh, it wasn't not, it wasn't. Cut, only cut out of the film um it was like destroyed entirely because they thought even in an extended thing they wouldn't be able to put it in the film so um mike and harriet's deaths are the only ones that never got an extended cut there's like a little bit of an extended view of their bodies when they find them yeah, but right. it was so fucking graphic because um, they are found dead and they're found dead with an industrial drilling bit yeah through both of them Looks like a giant corkscrew. It is a giant cork. It's just a giant screw that's like basically kind of going up like throughout them. A giant drill bit, yeah. The dr- uh, the group that left the mine gets to the sheriff, and he gathers the troops, and they are all buck wild getting there. And in an actually really nice versus uh, some of the other horror films, uh, the sheriff actually calls for backup, and he calls for most of the town. Like, so by yeah. the end of the movie, most of the town actually shows up, which is fucking great. Like the amount of people that came in to uh, raid the house at the end of We Are Still Here is like, it's like, yeah. yes, like that <laughs> amount of like the entire town showed up where you're like, you know what? That's what I like about small towns. Exactly. Like, what else are we going to do? It's a Wednesday night or no, uh, Saturday night, right? Is this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is a Saturday, Saturday night. night. I mean, normal Saturday, the 14th. What else are we going to be doing? There's no yeah, parties like, here, obviously. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. They've outlawed dancing. Mm hmm. <laughs> so- so TJ gets to the group and warns them about Harry Hollis, the amazing mustache man, oh, and TJ you. split to find Mike and Harriet, while Howard, bravely enough, stays with the girls. Uh, Hollis finds their bodies impaled in that corkscrew kill scene that you don't really see, uh, and then uh, he turns around and there's Harry Warden, and uh, Hollis gets fucking nail gunned in the head 
twice. Yeah, like one into the temple and one into the forehead. Yeah, so one's the side of his temple and the other one's like dead set in the center of his fucking head. In the extended cut, he wobbles around for like <laughs> yeah, a minute. Like you're it, seeing It's like, an extended wobble. <laughs> yeah, because it's like he gets the temple done and then he like weaves back. He's like <laughs> yeah. fucking drunk Homer Simpsoning. <laughs> And then, like, you kind of see his vision of what Harry looks like, and then he just goes, dunk, and just <laughs> slugs it yeah. in his fucking forehead. Just plugs him again right in the forehead, and then he just wobbles around more, and then wanders off like he does in the... Dude, he has two nails in his head and treks through half of the fucking mind yeah. just to die at his girlfriend's lap. Like, yeah. I, you, that's one of those weird ones where you're like, wouldn't you want to just, like... I'm not taking this back. I know I'm dead. Like, I have two nails stuck in my head. Maybe I'll just... I don't maybe not get to I don't know, I don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> or actually to be totally honest with you, I'd probably be partially brain dead. So like I mean, you got two nails in your head. Uh, yeah. So I mean just probably around on, like a teletype. Yeah, lizard brain mode, just like going. Like, I gotta go this way now. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go to work today. <laughs> so uh he manages to fucking walk all yeah. the way to Howard and the girls. And uh the girls are fucking completely distraught mm-hmm. and uh patty is losing her shit yeah and howard sees it and goes all right i'm out and just fucking leaves them <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like we gotta go we gotta go i mean he's not he's wrong that you should probably just go at that point but yeah he he yeah it's like screw you i'm out <laughs> i thought that was like so real where it's like i don't know you guys anything i'm getting the fuck out of here so uh cue the slap in the face axel comes in uh, oh, sorry. Cue to the slap of the face that Sarah gives Patty, where it's like, I can't fucking just... Yeah. And then, like... <laughs> oh, that, like, smacks some sense into yes. you. Exactly. Yeah, so Axel comes and takes them pretty much directly, or trying to take them to the uh, to the elevator. Then he kind of hears something, so he takes an entire... It would looks like an entire tree log. Yeah. And uh, just... nut checks TJ. It <laughs> rams it into him. corner. <laughs> And the sound he makes is so funny. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, 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 what the hell did you do that for? Like he, like he got nut checked and he, he puked in his yeah. mouth a little bit. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, so as a group now, nut checked and all, uh, they make it to the elevators, and uh, the elevators are beyond fucked. Yeah. And since uh, none of them are evil from New Year's Evil and can operate or maintain <laughs> an elevator. <laughs> They can't just jam a screwdriver into something and just like wiggle it up and down and like have the mastery of elevators. Yes. Uh-huh. Does it? Yeah. It's not evil. That refers to our New Year's Evil uh, show that uh, you can listen to if uh, you pause this right now and just listen to that whole thing. Yeah. Pause we'll this. Be sitting right here. Go yeah. and then come on back right about. Well, hold on. Hold on. Now. Hold on. Uh, oh, we'll wait. Oh, we'll no, wait. Oh, just let them know. Okay. We'll wait. We'll yeah. Wait. Lawyer. And welcome back. <laughs> I'm so glad that you enjoyed the, the New Year's Eve episode. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what? I hope one person actually does that. And if you do do that, please message me because I will. I'll give you I'll something mail you special, a gold star or something. Yeah. So they need to fucking get the fuck out of there. And the only other exit, at least from this part of the mine, is a ladder that goes two thousand feet straight up. Yeah. That must which is suck. just. Oh my god! How and tired do you think you'd get? I was thinking about that. Like, do you think that seems like a far way? Obviously, you're not gonna let go because you know you'd die. But I don't know if I could climb a two thousand foot ladder just 
physically. If I had a man in a gas mask and a pickaxe about to give me a colonoscopy, I would probably be able to scale that. I wouldn't probably be able to breathe by the time I got out of it, but I would I would make sure I got at least yeah, out of the pit. Yeah, think about your arms. Like, well, then that's why I, you work I your legs. Know. I, I don't, know. don't know. Yeah, you could, I think you can do it. For maybe it's easy. Maybe <laughs> I don't think it's easy. I think it'd be a pain in the ass, but I think the adrenaline's gonna push you through a lot of that. And I think, yeah, you'll just I don't know, keep going. I think in that situation, if we were casually trying to climb a two thousand foot ladder, oh forget about I, it. It doesn't matter if there's somebody chasing you or not. Once you're I think what, it does two hundred feet up. No, I uh, think I think the fear of death well, the um, problem is still dying from falling off the ladder. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i think my fear of death of by murder would probably override my I, dude, I have a terrible fear of heights so like i would be patty in this situation because that girl was not right. handling this ride uh but i would still i don't know if i would cling desperately to the ladder like she did for a split second but i i would probably have some moments of like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna I mean, I've never shit. been in a situation where I've, I've had to climb that high or that frantically on a ladder, but I've never, I've never, I don't think, really fallen off a ladder. I mean, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trusting in my ladder skills to just pull me through. Yeah. And I feel like in the, the mine where it is maybe a little bit more enclosed feeling, you don't have a, as big of sense of a vertigo. I don't know. That's just theoretical. That's so true because like a little you have bit the tube. That's like, it doesn't, I mean, obviously if you look down, it's worse, but it's right. not like you can see a horizon line or, or yeah. how high you are just by looking around. That, That's that might point, help with Brian. it. I don't know. So there you um, go. I did like how it was shot that sometimes the shots we'd get sort of, I guess, on the other side of the ladder where you could see oh, yeah. what they were doing while climbing. I imagine I was, like a 20 foot section that. they had of ladder. Where the actors were constantly climbing Just up repetitively it, and then going back it. down, and then climbing. <laughs> Here's okay. So I was going to say this then, but I think it's a pretty good interjection now. So the t- when this town found out that they were going to be getting this film filmed in location here, specifically because of the mine, uh, they spent fifty thousand dollars of their own money to clean and repaint the hmm. entire mine. Interesting. To the dismay what? of the producer, because they were like, "Oh, we got to make this like spiffy and cl-. they're Canadians." It's like we got to make this spiffy and clean, <laughs> and like this is gonna be great, right? Um, they got there and they had to spend seventy five thousand dollars to dirty up the mine again, uh, so it would make sense for this movie. They hired, they specifically wanted to film in this town for how like not dilapidated, but like used and like it looked like a real right. fucking mine. And they show up and it's spotless, and they go, "Oh god damn it!" <laughs> so they had to spend like I think it was like a two point three million dollar budget, but they had to spend seventy five thousand dollars of it just dirtying up a thing that should already be dirty. Right. Right. Wow, that's insane. $125,000 went into the appearance of this mine in, like, what, a couple months? Yeah, yeah. there's no need for that money to go into <laughs> and it. And one yeah. was to clean it, and the other one was to make it shittier than when they got <laughs> wow. there. Wow. It's so stupid. It's so funny, though. Uh, it costs more to dirty it than clean it, to too, clean it. Isn't that funny? Yeah, isn't that weird? Speaking of not being able to handle their ladders, uh, Axel... Just trips himself up and in doing so loosening loosens some rigging up where we find howard's dead body yeah. <laughs> drop down which is hung by his neck 
in the extended cut, it's implied that his head pops off because there's just a bunch of blood that like splatters on the girls. In the extended cut, you for it's even very quick in the extended cut for like a split second, Mm -hmm. you see his whole head just go and just fucking completely dislodge. So then you have the entire head or the headless body kind of just dropping down and then that meat thud at the end of (laughs) the fucking like the like a uh, ham on a tile floor. Yes, exactly. Yes. And then just like, just, just, just don't look at it. I like how teachers is like, just don't, don't, just don't, don't look, look at it. Stop looking. Go, just, go. So, so Axel did trigger something to make that happen. Uh, yes. So why did they decide to stop climbing? Because I think they thought that um the um Harry was above them. Above them. Dropping the right, body. but if he triggered that, wouldn't he have known that he just set that off and that nobody was above him and they should keep climbing? No, but the the group, why why do they go back down? Because they think the killer's above them and they're going away from yeah. the killer. But why? Because you don't want to go towards the killer. Why do they think the killer's above him? Because if, the body fell a, from a above. Corpse them. just dropped. Which but didn't that- he just cause that to happen? So wouldn't he have known that he did that? Well, that's why he's so forcing them back down him- into the tunnel. To the mine, <laughs> Sam. That still doesn't make sense to me. If I'm climbing up the ladder and I set off this body, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I really got to get up there. Not, oh, he's at the top. It's not like the body was a, thrown put a, down put at a dog, Put a dog ear in that comment, and then we're going to get to that. Okay, we'll come back to it. We'll get back it makes to that. no sense no, to me at all. No, it's a good no. It is a very good point, and I will get to that. So now their only choice, if they can't go up, they've got to get the fuck out somewhere else. So they're going to try to make a break for the rail cars. So during the shortcut, Axel falls or is get bumped, and as they run kind of back to him, he has now, uh, as you can see from his his lamp head mm-hmm. on the, his helmet, has is dropping into this pit that is filled with water and is 60 feet deep and everyone looked over the railing and was like nope yep <laughs> nope not gonna happen <laughs> i can't go in there that's 60 feet deep it's fucking 60 feet deep it's fucking ridiculous i'll just we like don't see rock. him fall in he's like yeah. around the corner we hear yes, a yeah. noise like yeah. a crash so TJ, and run back and you just see the light fading, fading away through it. So uh, they're like, oh, fuck, we really need to get the fuck out of here. So Patty's the next one to be offed with a pickaxe to the gut as uh, Harry gets the jump on them. Mm -hmm. In the extended cut, this is a really long death scene. Like in the extended one, she just looks and goes like. (gasps) 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 (laughs) Yeah. And it's just darting back and forth, which I thought was so comedic because it's one of the less violent ones, but it's one of the longest deaths. Sarah is now all alone as TJ scares the bejesus out of her because he's been hit on the fucking head as they make their way to the rail car with Harry on their heels. And this is when we get, ladies and gentlemen, the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom minecart shovel pickaxe fight that you never asked for in a horror movie, but Uh you got anyways. And it was slow motion. Slow motion. (laughs) And when we say in slow motion, we don't mean actually in slow motion we mean that the stage fighting is like so fucking bad it's in slow mo it looks as if slow mo and the cart's like going a mile and a half like it's not going yeah, very it's fast all like imagine like an intense like scene of two people fighting out on the top of a train now just like scale it back <laughs> like yeah put, put that on it's a big world they did... a mile an hour it, it, and people are just yeah. like kind of just 
very casually <laughs> trying to fight each other because they're clearly on a real thing that's moving in a mine, so they don't want to like yeah. fall oh, off yeah. of it. <laughs> it's like how you would imagine an action sequence would look if you walked up to one while they were shooting it. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, it doesn't look that impressive, but with movie magic, wow, wow, and, and they, they just, just there was no movie enough. magic. Yeah, magicless. <laughs> So you get this really good fight for a little bit, and then they barrel roll off of the rail cars and continue the battle into the abandoned section of the mine. Harry Warden's pick gets completely stuck in the goddamn wall. He takes out a knife, and he's about to kill TJ as Sarah rips off his mask Mm -hmm. to reveal it was Axel. The entire time. time. Yes, yes, yes. It was actually. And in a classic 1980s last second reveal of a plot point that should be interjected possibly halfway through, but they just threw it in to spice it up at the end. Axel was the son of one of the supervisors that Harry brutally murdered and ripped the heart out of and watched his dad get killed underneath his bed. And there's like this split scene of this kid in the fucking fetal position and then just this (laughs) weird onlooking thing. He's like, ah, fuck. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you can tell, it kind of fucked him up for life. Uh through all of his actions and knowing the dance was happening again and all this stuff kind of just sparked it. So TJ knocks him into a wall, causing a massive cave in the sheriff and the mayor come in and uh, inform TJ and Sarah that the real Harry warden had died five years ago. And the mm-hmm. sheriff had just gotten that call. That was one of our three options. That was, was one on of the three slab. options. And he was, was on the slab. It was on the slab. It's, you know, when in doubt, check the slab. Mm hmm. So now everyone knows it's Axel and they're trying to dig him out of the rubble. Now, this is kind of a this isn't in the extended version or the death ones that I showed you, gentlemen. But in the extended version, Sarah really like for whatever reason is still sympathetic towards Axel. And there is a scene where his arm is out and you see it in the original one with the ring. And it's like, hey, we found him. He's alive. Mm -hmm. He grips Sarah and he says, starts like, starts like really like hardly gripping on her as she starts screaming. And then it pans over and he's taken the knife he was going to kill TJ with and he hacks off his own arm. So yeah, there's a super. Do you see that happen in the extended yes. version? Yes. Oh, so you boy. see the yeah. pan over where he's like, he's gripping her, trying to like hold on to her while he's ha- like sawing his own arm off. <laughs> so, uh, now with sure. that, uh, now only with one arm, uh, Axel, who is also hairy now, but not hairy, uh, right. he does some He's weird schizophrenic talk at the Axel, end of it. Yeah. It's like a ghost yeah. face now. Yes. Minor outfit guy. And uh, he vows to return <laughs> as he slinks away into the catacombs of the mineshaft as he asks Sarah to be his bloody valentine. Aw, he's the... And, uh... Yeah! Cackle, and then, yeah, we go to our credits. And then, dude, the end credits, we get a fucking rockin' folk song (laughs) about Harry Warden that was written for this movie. And I'm gonna be totally honest with you, the first time we're on, like, watching... I've seen this movie a bunch. This is the first time I actually, like, sat down, sat down to listen to it. It's a banger. It's It's ridiculous. I was listening to a lot of it, but, yeah, I didn't finish it off because... I kind of listened to this in segments. So let's go back to the ladder. <laughs> okay. Sure. So, so Sam, uh, no, the I want reason to hear, yeah. what okay, is so Sam the, doesn't, uh, sorry. What is your, I don't understand why they think the killer's at the top because 
they I don't know because the body drops down above them, so they think he's above them and dropped a body drops down onto the body. Because no but, one can physically so, see Axel the, moving the body. The, what makes sense is that because Axel is, is the, the guy, killer. he set he yes. set the, off the thing for it to fall, right. and is like, oh yes. shit, he's above us. Yes, yes. instead of setting off the thing and being like, oh sorry, I accidentally hit that. Let's keep climbing. It, <laughs> Exactly. Because right, yeah. there's n- because he it, was orchestrating all of the murders. He wanted right, every exactly. one to. Go That's back the real the reason. That's the real yes. reason. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. So then, okay, I think we got the ladder figured out. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's because he's the killer, mm-hmm. and so he just made up that he was above them, not because he was at, like they were actually above. I him. mean, I guess it wasn't was he leading? Yeah, I guess Axel he technically was, the, was, was above the them the then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, I, you guys figured it was going to be him? Uh, I, yes, I kind of had. Once we saw so. him die off screen and the oh, light as soon was as fading, that happened, I, was like, I was like, yes, oh, that's the one. Okay. I knew it was either yeah. him or TJ. Uh, but I think they were li- starting to, you know, lean too heavy into TJ is what I thought. So I was like, yeah, it's definitely going to be the other guy. Totally. I think when they separate again before you see TJ with the head wound, I thought it swayed a little, like you said, it sways like a little too heavy onto it being TJ for it to be TJ, especially mm-hmm. with how. But here's a really funny tidbit about this movie, too. Um, none of the actors knew who the killer was at the end. They never revealed oh, to anyone on set who the killer was. And the mm-hmm. only reason why Neil Affleck, who plays Axel in this movie, knew he was the killer is because he had to get fitted for a fake arm that was going to get ripped off his body. <laughs> and he read the script. And the only person that happens to is the actual uh, killer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, but everyone else was completely in the dark the entire film. So no one could be like subconsciously swayed to act. Just Trying to. Another uh, actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all knew, though, a good... Well, you've seen it a bunch, Frost, but a good while before we figured out it was Axel that Harry, it wasn't going to be Harry Warden. It was going to be. Now, I don't know if I already knew people. that because I don't. Maybe we'll talk about it with the remake or whatever of how much that played into my memory of what this movie was uh, okay. like or how much mm-hmm. they changed anything like that. But yeah, I was definitely suspicious that it wasn't Harry. It was one of these other right. people. One of our people. Exactly. So yeah. Axel sees his dad get murdered by this guy and is like, when I grow up, I'm going to be like him. If anybody tries to have any Valentine's parties on my watch, I'm going to kill people too. I, I, I think, I, <laughs> I think for Axel's part, it's, it's not that he wanted to become Harry Warden. It was his dad was murdered because of the dance. Like he blames the dance for having his father leave early and he blames the dance for again, happening again, which causes the death of his father, which is, I think is very ill fitted. <laughs> I don't think make the logic like kind of, but it has that. Right. Like, but right. then having the dance come up 20 years so, later, right. he also blames the dance. Exactly. The right. Which cut back to the opening scene where he brings a girl down there to kind of start so around right. with her. He sees the heart, which represents all of those mixed feelings. The second he sees it, he's like, okay, fuck this. And he just goes on his murder rampage. So he wasn't planning on murdering her. We think he was just going to have sex with her down there. In which case, also, though, he's been cheating on Sarah, we're assuming. He's not a loyal boyfriend. (laughs) 
it's, oh it's, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I just always thought he was down there to murder. I thought, but it doesn't make sense as to what the trigger point. Like, I think the trigger was the dance, and I think you're 100 right. I think whether he was going to do the hanky panky or not, he was probably going to wind up murdering her to spark having the heart because that's the woman's heart is the warning to close the dance initially. Right. I yeah. Okay. One once it was revealed that he was the killer. Because I that opening scene kept coming back in my head. I was like, oh, okay. So she may have known who that was before mm-hmm. and not just was like, I'm, oh, who's this silent minor? Maybe he'll totally. want to have sex. Totally. Like, I, think it's, I think it's the only nod that it's not Harry. It's Harry, yeah. Scene, I was just going to say. Because everything else is very like ominous. And that one is clearly like they knew each other and they're dressing up to do something a little taboo, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. turns into the ultimate taboo which is murder all right so then i think we're gonna lead it right into our reviews or our ratings for this one i'll start it off i think i'm actually i'm gonna go ahead and chop off four fingers for this one i really enjoyed this movie i had a fun time with this i enjoyed it much more Mm -hmm. than like new year's evil and black christmas i thought it was fun i enjoyed the kills with or without the extended cut uh the extended cut made it i don't know if that would really increase my rating too much Mm-hmm. It, it makes it a little bit more i don't know if you're looking for the gore which i know ross likes to do so <laughs> so that's where i'd put it i think yeah four is a good good one for me sam what are you giving it well let's look at my digits shall we uh is it rewatchable yeah it's rewatchable mm-hmm. half a finger for rewatchability maybe let's throw it a full finger because i need to get my numbers up quotable <laughs> I got nothing. No quotes stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, recommendable. It's recommendable. I had half a finger on that. But let's throw another full finger on it because I need to get Spice it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. T-shirtable. I don't think it's T-shirtable. I, there's no image on it that I wow. think is that cool. I mean, the miner's outfit is cool enough, but it's not like great or anything. Yeah. I think it's, I you know, I think it's going to be one of the only things that I will dispute with you on your rating system is that i think that like again we have different styles i I wear some wacky ass shit on my fucking chest it could be t-shirtable for you and not t-shirtable for me absolutely which i too i which i completely understand because i mean like harry warden as a killer is a very weird ominous thing to have on or just a gas mask in general on a t-shirt is one of those weird ones where you're like eh yeah, I mean, I'd probably have like the the lonely child or whatever it is from that first season of Doctor Who, the gas oh, mask yeah. old boy. That's creepy. But in general, like, yeah, I just yeah, it's not cool enough for me. <laughs> um, and then for the shuttle, shuttle ability, that certain Genese shuttle, it's gonna be uh, half a finger there as well. So I forget what I said before. I gave oh good, that gets it to a two point five. Initially, I only got to a 1.5 out of 5 with my oh, wow. uh, fingers from my scoring. Yeah. It's like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so 2.5, I feel pretty pretty good about a 2.5. There, there's a chance that I'll watch it more in the future because I, I will return to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll bump up to like a 3. But I d- doubt it'll get much much higher i i don't think it'll ever get to a four or above for me that's um, hey you know what there's my bloody valentine hits people differently you know 
And it's a very, mm-hmm. I think that's what's the fun thing about um, some of these themed slasher films is that some of them really work unilaterally. And then sometimes, like, I honestly thought, uh, again, I'll go back to, I'll, I'll die on this hill. Uh, I thought you guys were going to love Black Christmas. And then I was, right. and then it was that like, oh, okay. So I'm just, I'm just, the, I'm just the weird one. Well, I thought you guys would have loved Psycho Goreman and you were like, you've liked it more as you've rewatched it, but I can't believe how low you were on it the first time you saw it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there is something to be said about the rewatchability of it, especially when you get to pick up some of the subtle, like, Easter eggs or, you know. Mm -hmm. So, as I've said at the beginning of this broadcast, I... I actually have two completely different ratings for this movie. They're not very different. I'll be totally honest with you. Like the way that I rated um, the first one versus the second one, it's not that different, but um, Mm -hmm. I think something does have to be said about the original R rating cut of this versus the extended edition uh, that was released in 2009. So if we're going based off of, the original R rating that came out in 81. This is, uh, I'm going to go with, it's a solid four for me. Um, It's a great plot. I like the fact there's so many things that I really like about this movie that I can overshadow some of, I wouldn't even call them faults because it's like one of, again, it's not like super pioneering in the fact of when it lands in slasherdom. Like there'd already been some really pivotal stuff that had happened beforehand. Um, Mm -hmm. But it still felt it, it. It definitely earned its notch in the canon of these specific like holiday uh, slasher films. Slasher. I think it's probably one mm-hmm. of the better ones to come out. The extended edition of this is a solid five for me. Wow! Um, I think really yeah. took it up a notch. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's because when I bought the extended. Uh, dvd in 2009 i was i was preparing for like more exposition maybe you know like uh, the new naughty version of krampus that just came out uh i think we talked about it during the the krampus episode is the 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 new naughty cut is only four minutes and it's like two scenes of violence and then like exposition on a character for three minutes or something like that so like it's not it doesn't change the movie this extended cut absolutely changes the entire film because it's so much more brutal. It is like the kills are just like, I mean, the bodies are crazier. The kills are crazier. It just, mm-hmm. especially with how well it's acted, uh, uh, the, um, the not normal locale for a slasher that it doesn't revolve around kids. They're younger people, but they're adults. It's more of like people in a small town getting murdered, you know, versus um, like the, the typical or the forming of the typical trope. So uh, it's just, yeah. And the kills are just fucking original and genuine. I mean, like the, Bo- like boiling a man's head and then drowning him in hot dog water and turning a person into a living fall fo- like a shower head is like pfft, done okay that was all right that's five that's a five for me a shower head person five so i would between the two so we got a four for the regular we got a five for the extended cut um so i 4.5 for the viewing but i would say do yourself a favor and absolutely watch the extended cut of this okay 
Cool. There you have it. So you have all of our scores there. Sam will put them all together and put it into our little, I don't know, chuddle meter and get it out there for you all. <laughs> that was a fun one. I, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot and I'm, I'm glad we got to watch that and maybe we'll revisit the remake at some point. So I would love to tackle the maybe, remake. And maybe the next year. year. Maybe next yeah. year if we're, if we're yeah. still here. We're still here. Are yeah, you guys still, still here? I hope they're still here with us. So let's go ahead and take a break real quick and then we'll come back with Would You Rather. And we're back into our final segment for this fine podcast. We are going to go into Would You Rather and round it all out for you tonight. So I'm going to start us off with uh, one that I pulled from Reddit. So here we are. Would you rather be able to create one clone of yourself that is slightly smarter, stronger, faster, and more charismatic than you, or two clones that are slightly dumber, weaker, slower, and less charismatic than you. The clones in both options will obey your every command and exist to serve you. How you how you feeling about that, Ross? You, any ideas there? Oh, man. Okay, so my gut instinct is saying two dumber ones. Right. Because I feel that the smarter one might eventually try to murder me and take over my life. I would always feel uncomfortable than I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the smarter one is a bit be- like would be a better out everyone else's perception of me representation <laughs> than well, like, I, I sl- yeah. like one day people interact with me and I like, did he get, did he get hit in the head with a brick or something? Does he seem dumber to you? I mean, he's getting stuff done twice as fast, but Lord, he got dumb. I think like the smarter one would like be like if it really is going to obey our every command and exist to serve us, the smarter one yeah. would be a better decision because then you could essentially, I guess, be smarter and work to your own advantage. But I mean, does it this is another this is a whole nother person you have to like feed and like clothe and house and like keep alive, though. Right. So that's like you can't I mean, how, how do you pay for all that, too? The clone oh, doesn't just come true. with extra money. So well, it's like, a better version of us, so it should be able to get a better job than we have. Well, then, like, what's the point of it? <laughs> like, why would you, like, just to have, like, a body that's just uh, like What you? is the point in making a clone? That's, a, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, you tell me. This was the question I was given. <laughs> I didn't choose to have a clone. I could be totally wrong, but I think the maybe the purpose of this is... Like, if you have a smarter, more charismatic, better version of you, is that the one that you show other people? As in, like, is that, like, you get to be a hermit and kind of just do whatever the hell you want, and then this Mm -hmm. better version of you gets thrown out into the world, and that's who's interacting with everyone, and you just get to stay at home and play video games and get stoned. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that might be the point of this. Or two dumber ones that get it twice as fast, but everyone just thinks you're stupid now. Yeah. So uh, they're secret clones, so everybody thinks they're interacting with you? And, and is, your, is your wife going to be cool with a better version of you in the house? Well, I mean, th- I guess that, really that's what I'm worried about, is that if there's like a smarter, stronger, whatever version of me running around, why wouldn't my wife be like, well, I like this guy more because he's you, but better. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know. That's that's one of life's greatest questions, I guess, when we get into cloning. You, but I think ultimately, yeah, for for just, you know, to keep my anxiety levels down, I'm going to keep the dumber ones. I'm going to get two dumb ones. Okay. I can just like, but I don't know. Again, I, you know what? Fuck I'm worried I'm about that's two mouths to feed that I didn't want to start feeding. Yeah. I'm rolling the dice. I'm doing the smarter <laughs> one. I'll, uh, you know, I'll ship myself up to like, I don't know, somewhere in the Northwest somewhere, you know, just, just like, all right, just start a career out there and I'll, then I'll, then I'll see you in a little bit and we'll meet up and I'll tell you to do things sometimes. I, I I'd go two dumber ones as well. Uh, as far as Mazda feed, I'm confident that two dumber versions of myself could figure out how to get by. <laughs> Well, that's like the thing is like I wouldn't want to. Then what's the point of cloning myself twice if like the two of me just have to go and get jobs in this shitty life? Like, <laughs> so well, I guess I'm thinking on a different aspect of like, what was what would be the point of having the clones if they're just essentially going to? You need to, they need to be doing something to make you money, and then you can also like want to just right little. It's just a business cost. We could do like a prestige. So, thing, you, right? so you want two slaves <laughs> though that are afterwards. versions of you? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, okay. so I think what's we're, the point we're of a clone if clones, right? they're not a living slave? No, I'm doing the smart one. No, I'm rolling. I'm definitely You're doing, doing the, smart the smart one. one. Okay, and then Sam and I think both chose two clones, so I'm going to pick that as our answer and see how okay. the rest of uh, America chose. This has uh, five point one thousand votes. Most people, three point two thousand, are going with one clone. And 1.9 thousand are going with two clones. So most people agree with you, Ross. They want the smarter, better, yeah. faster, stronger, more advanced clone. Mm-hmm. Well, I want two clones. One for the plug and one for the load. <laughs> two clones. One for the both of you. One for the each of you. Whatever it is. Uh, Ross, <laughs> what do you got for you. us? <laughs> All right. This is a... This is an odd one. Would you rather fight off two hairy wardens or <laughs> one creature from ted the caver oh on miss oh okay creature well, from ted the caver which we don't, we don't really know what, know that, what is, that is right yeah that's your imagination of what it, this creature something could be. and it also lured him back there by some force so it's a little it does have some su- seductive powers nice. yes <laughs> I think I am going to fight two uh, Harry Wardens just because I think it seems like he's, except for at the end when he's okay with having his arm cut off, he's pretty much a human. Oh, wait. Harry Warden or Axel? Or is it Harry Warden and Axel together? It's Harry Warden and (laughs) Axel. Still, I think they're both humans. And I'm okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with something human over supernatural or demonic because okay, yeah. I feel like I have a better chance. I think. Okay. Yeah. I th- honestly thought the exact same way. I was like, you know, like because I think it's this huge. It's the end of Ted the Caver. That if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to our Ted the Caver episode. Oh, that's early podcast too. It's so early podcast. Bear with us, but yeah, it's a good story. It's a pretty good story. No, I would say, but because the end of that story is like they escaped it, but they didn't because it's reach. I think it's 100% right. It's the supernatural, we got out of it, but it's luring us back and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And that's where it's like, well, those are just two crazy dudes with pickaxes. Right. I think I could, I mean, 
I might not live through it, but at least I'm not going to be like eternally damned mm-hmm. or uh, have my you know soul sucked out of me. Sure, Sam, where are you going with this? Same thing. I have nothing to add. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, do you have a would you rather for us then? No. <laughs> no Um, all right we're done have a good night everyone thanks for listening see you guys later (laughs) you you don't have one uh would you rather no no okay it was real all right okay (laughs) all right so i guess that's where we're gonna end it tonight there you have it um Thank you so much for listening to this one. We always appreciate you coming and checking out our podcast. If this is the first one you've listened to, or if you've listened to many before it, we appreciate it all so much. If you want to go ahead and follow us on any of our social medias, you can follow Ross at Chuddle the Ross on Instagram. You can follow Sam at Chuddle the Sam on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and Slasher as well, if we want to start throwing that out, you mm-hmm. know, for all the, the horror sure. junkies out there. And you can follow me at Chuddle the Brian with a Why? Because why not? On Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher as well. And you can follow all of us at Chuddle the Pod. We don't have a Slasher for that one yet. It'll probably be coming, but we definitely have the Instagram. Get at us. Give us suggestions. Give us movies. Give us stories. Give us uh, would you rather any of it. We'll take it, and we want to hear those opinions. So once again, thank you all so much. And until next time. We'll be waiting. the bartender tries warning them yet again that it's a fucking terrible idea so tj just tells him to go fuck himself and screams piss on harry warden so i was like good that that makes sense just just piss on him so uh happy uh calls them all assholes and uh decides to set up a prank for them uh when they all show up which is is he sets up like a dummy harry warden to spring kind of like the crummy mummy uh oh yeah it's that kind of just the yeah. crummy mummy continuity dummy mummy you said it wrong twice now <laughs> crummy mummy <laughs> dummy mummy the crummy dummy mummy oh my god continuity <laughs>